0: It's a Farm Friday, and we're going to start off with the preseason organizational number one, the Seattle Mariners. Let's talk about their affiliates, where all the top prospects are. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And I know before the season, we spent the farm Friday and we'd look at a division. We'd look at, uh, you know, certain teams, things like that. We're going to do it differently in season. We're going to go with an entire organization, top to bottom, all of the full season ball levels, and y'all voted on this, we're starting with the best. So preseason number one, Seattle Mariners. They've actually got two A-ball affiliates, low A and high A. So low A is the Modesto Nuts in Modesto, California. They're in the California League in the North Division, uh, finished last year third place, 64 and 51, 10 games back. But a couple of significant infield prospects there um, in Modesto. So catcher harry ford uh 2021 first rounder um out of college was kind of seen as the second best prep catcher in the draft but so so the thing there is tons of power love the power that harry ford has and surprisingly he's a good runner you don't see that a lot uh when it comes like plus plus catchers plus running ability at catcher. I mean, I think in the big leagues right now, and I'm thinking about like JT Real Muto, and that's about all that you have. But like he stood out um, just with the premium athleticism. So uh, 12th overall pick. It took about $4.3 million to buy him out of his commitment to Georgia Tech. Uh, went to the ACL and played pretty well in the ACL. So the thing about him, 5'10", 200. Not particularly huge, right? Uh, but has tons of bat speed, tons of strength, and great hand-eye coordination. So he can hit the ball to all fields. Um, p- projects out to be an above-average hitter. Uh, very patient when it comes to that. The raw power is plus. We still need to see that show up in games. Obviously, something where, you know, the kid's 19 years old. I mean, he's a he's a prep guy. So it's it's going to get there. But again, plus runner. Really rare. And I think he has the athleticism. If they wanted to move him off of catcher, they could. Now, obviously, they're going to start off with him at catcher. They're going to let him stay there. See if he can make that, you know, can figure that out. Uh, It's something where he needs to work on the blocking. He needs to work on the receiving. And that's just an experience thing. We talk about, especially with prep catchers, you don't have that length of time with a specific battery with a specific pitching staff to develop those skills, because you're doing so much in the showcases, you're doing so much in, uh, in, you know, in travel ball where you play three games over a weekend and you know you're done for a while. So um, he's got good, like I said, good athleticism. He's got good flexibility. He's got good work ethic. I think he'll get to average defensively. Uh, his arm strength is above average. So if you had to move him, you could move him to a third. You could move him to, you know, to an outfield or something. And speed-wise, arm strength-wise, he could definitely make it work. But either way, they're going to develop him as a catcher. A um, couple other notable guys there. Shortstop Edwin Arroyo. So Edwin's a guy, uh, 2021 second rounder, also out of high school. And this is one of those, you know, they're, they're, they're going for guys who have specific tools. He was actually the number one player in 2021 out of Puerto Rico. But he transferred to Florida for his senior year. Second round pick, one point six five million was the bonus, and um, he's both a switch hitter and a switch thrower, which you don't see a ton. I don't think he's going to you know, necessarily use a lot of that, but he's got great defense at short, um, very very smooth with his with his reactions, um, very good hands plus arm strength. I think he could be a plus plus defender. Uh, he's got to work that out. He's very close on that line between confidence and arrogance. Some scouts think he's a little bit on the wrong side of that line. So something where he kind of has to, he, he, you know, he he needs to work that out. He's got, uh, like, defense is definitely his, his, his carrying tool. Advanced instincts makes the transfer very quickly. Again, the good arm strength. Offensively, he's got good hand-eye coordination. He's got good power, especially from the left side, but he doesn't have a, a bunch of great zone discipline. Um, you know, he his bat doesn't stay in the zone very long. His swing sometimes gets out of whack mechanically. So a guy where I feel low A's the right assignment for him. He needs some time to adjust and kind of get more consistent offensively. Uh, but definitely where he needs to be. And then... Third baseman, Milkar Perez. So 2018 IFA out of Nicaragua. And somebody where he made his domestic debut last year. Actually did really well. He was in the complex league. Had more walks than strikeouts. Batted over 300. Got to Modesto at the end of the year. Uh, But the thing about him, plus plus arm. I mean, cannon of a right arm. Uh, May eventually outgrow third base. Um, and, and, and that's something where like, not in a good way, that's something where he's, he's got a big body. He's going to have to be on top of his conditioning and his diet to make sure that he doesn't get, he doesn't slow down to the point where he has to move to first. Um, but above average raw power, his, his, his game feels like it's more focused on, on contact than power. And so he needs to work the balance. He has the raw power, but his approach is very much like a like a low-line drive, up the middle, opposite field kind of approach. Very good patience, can draw walks. So he needs to figure out the balance between hitting for contact and using his power uh, to put balls in the gap and put balls over the fence. So if he can physically stick at third, the arm is going to play great. Um, he can absolutely be an everyday player, but the question is getting that arm there where it needs to be. Uh, and then the other low-A affiliate, we're going to put them both in one segment here, the high-A Everett Aquasox They're in Everett, Washington, uh, in the Northwest League. Uh, 61-56 last year, third place. They were about five games back. I'm sorry, seven games back. But Really interesting guys they have here. They have some of the top prospects here. So, shorts up Noelvi Marte, uh, 2018 IFA, the number two overall prospect, number two or three in the system, depending on if you're counting Julio Rodriguez or not. So, the thing with Marte is he struggled in the alternate site because he was incredibly young. I mean, he was like maybe 18 years old, um, but made his full season debut last year and um, was mostly in low A, got a late promotion to high A, but uh, was among the leaders in the California League in hits and runs and doubles and home runs and walks and RBIs and stolen bases. I mean, he started off really like he, he he's grown into his body. So he's got, you know, good musculature, broad shoulders, surprising power, very explosive and pretty much plus plus power. Uh, very, very smooth swing, can hit the ball out to any field. And um, as a thing where offensively, he sometimes gets a little lax in his at-bats and you can steal an at-bat from him. But for the most part, he can recognize pitches. He can stay in the zone. He can adjust relatively quickly. He's a good athlete at shortstop. Um, He's got a good first step. He's got soft hands. He's got above average arm strength. He needs to get a little more fundamentally sound with that. Uh, sometimes he gets kind of careless with his footwork, and he'll get a throwing error out of it, or his arm slot will dip because he's trying to rush something. So he has the potential. You see why he's ranked so high. He has the potential to be like a power-hitting all-star shortstop. Even if he has to end up moving to third base, he still looks like he's going to be one of those middle-of-the-order kind of cornerstones on your team. So absolutely love what we see from Novi Marte. I think high A is the right place to start him off. I do want to see him make it to double A, uh, probably by the the middle of the second half of the year. I want to see him make that jump there so that after a great 23, he can be the third baseman in Seattle. Um, okay. Alberto Rodriguez, 2017 IFA. He's an outfielder. And he actually was signed by the Blue Jays. He was part of the Tyjon Walker deal to deadline in 2020. Uh, but he had some conditioning issues during the pandemic. Uh took off last year. Ended up hitting 289 379 470 31 doubles, 10 home runs, 15 stolen bases. So had a good year last year. And the thing with him, great strike zone recognition. Uh, as far as I mean, you know, he 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 can understand out of the hand which balls he can he can drive, which balls he can't, which balls are strikes, which ones are not. And then he's got he's got the, the contact skills to be able to put the bat on that ball and drive it to any field. Um, has high exit velocity, should be a, uh, an above-average hitter. The raw power appears to be plus. like He's, you know, he's got plus raw power. I don't know how it's going to translate into games. He's probably going to be like a 20 home run guy versus a 30 or a 40. Uh, but still, runs well. I'd say probably above-average... Uh, covers plenty of ground in right field. He has an above-average arm. He's accurate with it. I think he you know, he very much has the potential to be an everyday right fielder. Seattle put him on the 40-man roster uh, to end the year last year. So they believe in him as well. And then the other notable guy here is left-hand pitcher Adam Mako. So 2019 seventh-round pick out of Canada, out of Alberta. And uh, the thing with him, one of the best curveballs in the system. Plus plus curveball, um, above average fastball. So, you know, I really like. I mean, they got him out of high school. They 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 bought him out of a commitment to Purdue. But I really like uh, these weapons. I mean, uh, the fastball can be can touch ninety seven. It sits around ninety five or so. But that curveball, it's one of those sweeping high spin curveballs. It's got a lot of uh, bite to it. It has a tilt. It's not a straight twelve to six. It has a lot of tilt to it. He can get swings and misses. He can get called strikes on the edges of the plate, both sides. And he has a really good feel for it, too. He can can mess with it. He can make it break later. He can can alter the shape of it. Uh, I mean, it is a plus-plus pitch. Um, Slider's average changeup is fringy. I think they'll work with him on that. I think if he can get that changeup to at least average, uh, and then improve some of his consistency a bit, he'll... He'll cruise for a little bit and then he'll struggle kind of. It'll all kind of fall apart. If he can work on that, I mean, I see him as a number two to number three. A couple teams have tried to get him out of that system and they haven't been able to uh, to get him. I believe, I believe in the Winker trade, the Reds asked for him and didn't get him. So he can definitely be a two or three if he can kind of tighten that up a little bit. And in just a minute, I want to talk about the AA Arkansas Travelers. Really fascinating team. Bunch of great guys there. But first... Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Uh, Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars, but are better for you than candy bars. So all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, uh, including the puffs, the puffs of the protein-infused marshmallows. They've got interesting flavors there. Uh, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana, cream pie. They have one for Easter that is uh, very reminiscent of a popular marshmallow treat, but covered in chocolate. And so whether it's, it's for your 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 bag, whether it's for the gym, whether it's just a snack for breakfast, whatever it might be. Uh, put Built Bars, add Built Bars to your nutritional regimen every day. Uh, you can go to Built.com, check out the list of all the flavors they've got. Standard flavors they have all the time. They have recurring flavors. They have limited time flavors that come out. While you're there, use promo code Locked fifteen for fifteen percent off your order. That's promo code Locked fifteen at Built.com. So, Double-A Arkansas Travelers. This this team is in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, And, you know, in the Texas League, in the North Division, they finished third in the division last year, 64-56, and about five games back. And the big thing here is the pitching. Holy cow. This team is stacked on pitching. So, the most notable guy, number two prospect in the system, George Kirby, the righty. Uh, 2019 first rounder out of college. And I mean, George Kirby's a potential number one or number two. Absolute electric stuff. And to me, it feels like this was a very conservative assignment. I would have rather have seen him um go to AAA so that there was a chance he could contribute this year, but they wanted to put him back in double A. So um had a two five three ERA last year, 15 starts. Missed a month with shoulder tenderness. So maybe that's why they left him at double A this year, but uh, fastball is like 95 to 99. Um, explodes kind of late in the zone. Um, you know, he, 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 he's one of those guys, he doesn't look like he has a lot of effort behind it to get it there. He can locate it on both sides of the plate. His command is, I mean, virtually elite of it. Uh, it is a true swing and miss pitch. Even if you know, it's coming, you're still going to swing and miss. It is that good. I have seen some scouts talk about it might be an 80 grade. Um, we, you know, we have it at Seventy right now, but uh, to go along with that, he's got a slider, one of those wipeout sliders. Uh, it sits around; it sits mid to upper eighties. Uh, he can he can miss bats with that as well. And then he's got a curveball; it's above average curveball, somewhere around eighty miles an hour. So it's got good depth to it. It's got good bite. The changeup he throws mid eighties; it's got good separation from the fastball. I mean, you can get. At times, when he has it going just right, he can get 14-mile-an-hour difference off of it out of the same arm slot. But he can't quite control it as well as he can the fastball. And so, you know, it's probably an above-average pitch, but it plays down simply because he he can't control it as well. It probably would just be average off of that. But um, as far as the actual pitching, like I said, the delivery is nice and smooth. Um, he can, you know, it's 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 repeatable because his fundamental mechanics are so good. Uh, the control is virtually elite. He walked, I think, maybe one and a half batters per nine innings last year. When he misses, it's very close. And so, again, I think he has the ability to be a one or two. Uh, I would have loved to see him in A, partly because, you know, he did AA last year, partly because it's so much closer to the big league team. So he can join them. I think he could contribute in the rotation this year. If you have somebody that gets hurt, uh, you have an effectiveness. You need spot starts. He's a guy who could do it for you. Uh, again, could be a number one or number two. Going along with some, you know, with with him, I we've got Emerson Hancock, fifth overall prospect in the system, uh, right-hand pitcher, 2020 guy out of Georgia, first round, and um, he's he was very much known as a control. Like a smooth control pitcher in college. He's traded some of that for increased VLO. He's got a he's got two he's got two separate fastballs. He's got a like a 97-98 mile an hour four-seamer. It's got a lot of um, rise, kind of late, late to it there. He's got a 94-96 mile an hour two-seamer, kind of sinks a bit, you know, does that 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 sinker ball action. Uh, the two-seamer is the better one of those. He's got a sweepy kind of slider sits right around 80 or so, um, I'd call it above average, he's got a, a, a change-up that when it's on, it's plus, and so part of the issue with him is as he's worked to get more velo, his delivery has become a li- like he's, t- it takes more work, it's more of a, of a max effort delivery, and so his control is backed up a little bit, so what I want to see from, you know, and, and and then also, it puts a lot of stress on his shoulder. He actually had two separate IL stents last year for the shoulder. So what I want to see is, is if the training and conditioning can help him keep the velo while he backs off a little bit on the effort, just for health reasons. But he's absolutely a number three guy as far as his stuff. Great stuff. The question is, does the delivery and the health and all of that end up restricting him to be a late inning guy out of the bullpen? Um there at double A. He'll have a chance to stick in the rotation. Let's see if he can, if he can harness some of the, you know, fix some of those flaws, harness that stuff without having to go max effort every single pitch. Um, because if he can, continues to get hurt, if he continues to have those kind of issues, you're going to have to move him to the bullpen for his own safety. Uh, but absolutely electric stuff. And then Levi Stout, the righty. So 2019 third rounder out of Lehigh. And uh, so missed a bunch of time. Had TJ in 2019. Uh, I kind of see him as a back of the uh, back of the rotation guy who could eat innings. And the thing here, so his fastball above average. I mean, 95 to 97. His changeups in the low 80s. So um, it's something where good separation between those two. Uh, the the changeup has a lot of late dive and run. A little bit of like splitter action to it. And so, both those are above average. They could be plus. They have the potential to get there. Uh, He's got a a slider that's kind of of like a slurve, average. Uh, He's gotten better at separating that. He does have a curveball that's not that great. Probably needs to get rid of that um, or work on it a lot more before he uses it. But it's something where I feel like good delivery, nice arm action, his control is going to end up coming out to average. He struggled a bit at times with it. Um, granted, he was recovering from TJ as well. He's got some effort in the delivery. Like he has to, you know, he has. It's not max effort, but it's not smooth. It's not as smooth. And so he needs to stay healthy one, and then he needs to to show that he can do extended innings. He only had 80 innings last year. He needs to show he can go deeper into games. But again, I see him as a guy. Very much a number four to number five back of your rotation can absolutely be helpful for you, but just the ceiling on those pitches, not having anything that's really a plus pitch right now, kind of limits what he can do. And then uh, a non-pitcher who's there who's really interesting, outfielder Zach Deloach. Uh, so 2020 second round pick out of Texas A&M um, was kind of kind of quiet his first couple years in college. Broke out at the Cape, uh, had a great start to 2020, and then the 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 pandemic canceled the season, but uh, finished up in Double A last year. Um, what was it? Top five in the organization in like hits and runs and doubles and walks and total bases. The thing about him, kind of, I, I, I want to label him as a jack of all trades, master of none. But really, his his pitch recognition is just about elite. The guy is going to be an on base machine. He's, got, I mean, he's he's going to draw tons of walks. He's gonna get on. He can identify pitches really early. It's hard to fool him with them. Uh, he can drive the ball. He's got a, a like a smooth kind of simple lefty swing. He can hit righties and lefties because he can pick up the spin. He can pick up what the pitch is gonna do. Um, like I said, gonna be an above average hitter. Tons of walks on base machine. The thing about him is he doesn't have a ton of power. I mean, I think you're looking at peak 15 home runs maybe. Um, He's just a average athlete as well. And so, you know, average speed, below average arm. He profiles to left field, but he's a guy who profiles to left field without power. And so if you're going to put a sick guy in a corner of the outfield, especially left, you want him to have more power uh, than DeLoach is going to have. So something you, you kind of have to figure that out. But absolutely a guy who can contribute for you. Uh, he has a chance to be an everyday player. Uh, feels like this was a conservative assignment. I think he's going to be in AAA sooner rather than later. And in just a minute, I do want to talk about that AAA team and then some of the guys who are, who are up and and in the big leagues that would have been on that team in other years. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and your sports info. You can get all the way to sports developments. You can get info about the uh, the... NBA playoffs right now. Obviously, they have the Major League Baseball stuff is out. You can no longer vote on Rookie of the Year and Cy Young and all that. But they have uh, daily lines on the games. They have first coach to be fired. A lot of interesting other props and stuff that come up. So um, obviously, it is it, it is your source for uh, daily betting. You can do live betting. You can pick up something in game and bet on it. Uh, they've got playoffs, esports, all kind of stuff. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because online is where the game starts. So the final affiliate here, the AAA Tacoma Rainiers, Tacoma Washington, a lot closer to the team uh, than AA is. So it strikes me as odd that they don't have more of the top prospects here. But they're in the Pacific Coast League in the West Division, 78-52. and They won the division last year. They won it by five games. And part of that, I think, was having Julio Rodriguez, having Matt Brash, having some of these guys. And right now, they don't have a ton of top talent there. Um, one of the notable guys they do have is going to be Wyatt Mills. So, right-handed pitcher, 2017 third rounder out of Gonzaga. Uh, he was he was a reliever for the most part at Gonzaga. Finished second in their history in saves. He did not go to the to the alternate site in 2020. But he worked out on the zone. When he got to the instructional league, Uh throwing a lot harder. They added him to the 40 man. And he's a guy where he's been up quite a bit. Um, he's a sidearm reliever. Very electric sinker. But he's been up, I think last year, what was it? He was called up like seven times last season. But he only pitched like 12 innings. ERA of 991, scuffled a little bit. And so... Uh, The big question for him is going to be, can he harness the stuff enough where he can be a regular contributor? He's still in the top 30 as of right now. Um, The big thing for him is the sinker. It sits low 90s, but he can run it up to 97 if he has to. It's got a lot of arm side run late. Uh, Good weapon against righties. He's got a slider, mid 80s, kind of sweeps across the plate, Uh, almost parallel to the ground. It's really interesting how that thing moves. he got rid of the changeup, and he kind of focuses on two on those two things. But because of that, now he struggles a bit against lefties. So control is kind of average. He relies more on the movement and the deception than actually putting balls exactly where he wants them in the strike zone. So I think he's going to end up as a middle reliever. He's going to have a thing where you got three or four righties coming up. You call him in in the sixth. He can go out there and take care of them. I love a good side armor. Uh, and part of the reason that there's not a ton of that top talent in AAA Tacoma is because you have so much of that talent at the big league level. Julio Rodriguez, we talked about Matt Brash yesterday. A bunch of these guys getting called up and doing stuff just recently. And so, uh, very excited for the future of this system. I think you're going to like a lot of talent at the lower and middle levels. And so, by the time these guys are ready, especially these pitchers, you're going to have time for some of these position players like Julio Rodriguez, hopefully like a clinic. To figure things out and be in a groove. And this team can absolutely contend based off the strength of this farm system and what they've done. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us, locked on MOB at gmail.com. We do mailbags every Monday, so please send your questions in over the weekend. We'll get that handled Sunday night and get that posted Monday morning for you. But until then, this has been Locked On MOB Prospects. Mmm.